Oh, yeah. That's it. Halo. That's right. Halo is finally here, guys. Um, thank you so much for joining us from Apocalypse Movies. My name is Gio. I'll be the host this week for Halo Series Review Episode 1, titled Contact. And joining me from Flick and Reel, it's Sean Wingblade. What's up? What's up? What's up, Gio? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, and I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Love having you on, man. And Halo, I mean, like, if, if you haven't heard, Halo is this phenomenon video game franchise that absolutely dominated first-person shooter video games for a good 10, 12 years, I would say. Um, my opinion, yeah. of course. Um, but we're here to talk about episode one, Contact. This will be full spoilers, so if you haven't seen the episode, we appreciate you being here. Um, check it out. Highly recommend it. Uh, before we get into the series, I just want to talk real quick about our background with Halo, uh, Sean. Um, your experience, your exposure with the video games. Um, go ahead. Take it away. I, thank you for asking. I Yeah, I had the very first Xbox and I was curious, too, because it's not necessarily in the pop culture phenomenon as much nowadays as it was, you know, back in the mid 2000s or so. Right. But now and I haven't seen these, but apparently there's lore books. Right. So there's like 30 plus books yeah. on the history and whether whether they're all considered canon or, or not. I don't I don't know. I haven't mm -hmm. actually like delved into them um but it's more than just the video games and it's so much more than just the story that we see over the course of what have we got seven main storyline storyline games i think yeah if i'm, if I'm yeah, counting, yeah. right if, if you include um, yeah. yeah yeah if you don't count like odst and like those ones um which are analogs or parallels to the story but um right. my history is i had the very first xbox uh played the very first game my buddy introduced me to it um you couldn't do too much you could run through the story beat it on legendary and get like the secret ending and stuff um with the colonel uh, or the the um the colonel like kissing the the covenant guy at the end when the when the planet blo or the halo blows up a spoiler Whoa. sorry for a 2000 or 20 year old <laughs> game um but uh halo 2 i think is where it took off right because they they just expanded among the universe, but also the multiplayer gameplay. And while there were definitely like other first person shooter games on the market, I think Counter-Strike was also very popular back then with a lot of PC players and and um, and game systems. But I, they they hit at the right moment for the online multiplayer to explode. And there were so many nights playing Halo to into the wee hours of the morning, skipping high school the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Much to, you know, our, our parents' uh, chagrin uh, and, and just ruining our academic lives at that moment. Um, we're like, yeah, I know I don't feel good and then go to work mm -hmm. and then I'm going to play Halo again all day long. So that's that's where it kicked off. And I played I've played every game, um, even the most recent one, which I haven't finished yet. I just recently started it a few months ago and I haven't dived into it, but uh yeah er, mid early to mid 2000s with with halo and halo 2 is is my jumping off point i guess is where my familiarity and and it got better too and then watching like red versus blue on the rooster teeth and all that's of the, right the yeah. shorts yep those mm -hmm. were uh, like hilarious when the internet was exploding 
uh, yeah. 20 years ago and and the the viral videos that they would have and all the shows and stuff hilarious hilarity ensued it, it was good times yeah i'm with you my obsession with halo really started with two and um you know i i could just remember you know uh doing the split screens and mm-hmm. you know having those battles or even doing a, a local link where you have like eight no. players and whatnot and then i would go on to like watch um mlg major league gaming and all mm-hmm. the you know competitive stuff and it was just it was the thing man it 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 really was and i just you know we i'm sure you've also been looking forward to some live action content mm-hmm. you know when oh, yeah. peter jackson was supposed to direct um, neil blomkamp you had a couple of um i think it was like a youtube series forward onto dawn or something uh-huh. like that yeah. yeah i watched that about two or three uh, three or four years ago now jesus uh, the pandemic has screwed up time but yeah it was like four or five years ago now when those came out it's quite a while and ago. It, you know it, it it gave us something you know we we took it we appreciated it but it didn't feel like what we should have gotten and with this series i, I i've had you know, nothing but good, positive vibes, mm-hmm. excitement leading up to the to the series. You know, they're putting real money behind it, $10 million per yeah. episode. And you can kind of see it in this one, man. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that and we'll elaborate. But mm-hmm. so we got our exposure. What do you think of this first episode? Just, you know, general thoughts of, you know. Have you, know, you have you dove into any of the lore books i'm curious have you i, I have a not. single okay so i, I knew have. nothing i know nothing of the lore books i only know what the games presented us and i think a week ago uh is when i first heard maybe maybe it, it might have been a video of yours on this channel um where they are not they didn't uh they didn't play the games at all or they're not pulling from that story beats whatsoever they didn't even look at the games when right writing the series yeah so I'm wondering if they're going off of the lore books, and that'll be something I don't I don't want to spoil for myself. Um, if they did do that, I don't want to dive in now after seeing the first episode and, and gonna you know push through the next eight weeks. Sure. Maybe afterwards, I'll I'll do that. But the thing I did love about this first episode is I had no idea what what was about to happen because sure. I do know the games, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that, they're gonna save the universe, you know, kill the covenant, flood, etc. No, that's not the case. You know, they there is there's a lot of contention between um, the refugees and the Marines, the UNSC, right? Yeah. UNSC. Um, and there's obviously not not everything is, you know, oh, there's those are the saviors. They're not that there's not this hero worship going on right. to the Spartans. And we have a whole team of Spartans, which is not something we had mm-hmm. um, necessarily because we we just followed Master Chief. So that was my first impression was I have no idea about what is going to happen. I'm not like, Oh, I've seen this a million times. Oh, I've read the comics. I know the beat for beat. I know the dialogue. No, I was just like, I was glued to, I was watching it at work. So I was glued to my phone when I should have been working (laughs) while watching it in my work van. Um, And I was excited uh, about basically every, every new scene and then you get all the intrigue with the um, the generals and whoever's in charge of like the science program and all everything that's going on back in uh, back in the the science station, which I don't know, I don't remember the name of that. Um, it's we don't it's on there. Reach, by the way. Is it on Reach? Okay, maybe I missed that part, but yeah, um, yeah, that it it 
it's good to go in where it kept you hooked and kept you intrigued because it wasn't like a familiar story. It was familiar enough, but it wasn't the uh, it wasn't re uh, rehashing the same story we've seen over and over again. Right. I mean, for fans of the video game, you know, um, they there's a lot in here as far as familiarity, you know, whether you're mm. talking about characters, mannerisms, mm-hmm. sound effects, you're like, Oh my God, I haven't heard, you know, an elite going invisible yeah. in like so many years, but it immediately clicked, you know, in, in my brain. And you're absolutely right, dude. There's something to appreciate about, the story and you know not knowing where where it goes you know they could have easily did all that and you know it's like yeah you could just watch the cut scenes on youtube and get the mm-hmm. whole story you know yeah. really you spent nine episodes 10 90 million dollars plus marketing like a hundred million dollars on on just rehashing everything right. um and it's gonna throw some fans off the, you know and you know make them upset i guess you could say oh, and which is which is valid you know there's a, mean, there's a lot of angry gamer fanboys i think um and uh, quite a f- quite a few headlines i didn't want to read the articles because i hadn't watched the episode yet but i saw quite a few headlines this morning before i got a chance to watch it going oh hey uh they they cracked the bed on this one or they didn't you know they didn't do the story justice i'm like all right well i guess we'll see i loved it but you know maybe people of the uh fans of the source material i i don't i mean I don't know if I subscribe to the notion that a fandom on the internet could be divided. So maybe, maybe that's just, oh. uh, yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different conversation. conversation. <laughs> um, but one of the things I, I noticed uh, not too far into like the first 10 minutes was how violent yeah. this series is, man. Energy, I mean, blood splattered explosion, blood splatters, <laughs> let alone kids. I mean, right? my, my God. It was like, I felt like I was watching Order 66, but like, you know, right. the R-rated version, and it was this little village, and they did not hold back, and I, I appreciate that as a fan of the video game, because I remember playing the games, and like, so, the the Covenant, which are the aliens, uh, as a refresher, um, the elites, they're just mm-hmm. the, the warriors, the badass, and whatnot, and I remember playing the video games when you would encounter them the first time and you'd be like or like an ambush and you'd be like whoa you know Mm -hmm. and i thought they captured the the whole threat of the elites you know amazing in here could have used a little bit of work on the uh visual uh effects of the elites in my opinion um did that catch you off at all or there i mean it's obviously a full cg character maybe some mocap or something involved but um and I'm and I'm I'm playing the the video uh, or the the show right here uh, too as as we're talking. But um, you can definitely tell there are some parts where even even with the Spartans, like oh that's full CG, which it could have been a practical suit, it could have been a practical gun or whatever the case. But that all right, that looks a little off. That looks a little wonky. Now that image looks great, but and you could they those those uh, suits look tangible. I wonder if they maybe made some mock-ups of the elites with a tangible, I'm talking like go back to the nineties with like Ninja Turtles or the Giver where they got these monster suits that could have looked really cool um, with an, you know, obviously with an elite uh, covenant 
skin on it, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I wonder if they did that at least for reference. But all of the action, I mean, there is so much action. There's so much movement that you couldn't do a lot of that stuff in practical with guns and bullets and stuff flying everywhere. And energy, too, because they have, obviously, they have their uh, energy Force shields. Up, or so. not, yeah. Not, yeah, shields. Yeah. Right. So it is what it is. I mean, but it, it looks great overall, you know, but there there are some wonky parts. I think that's to be, even with, you know, the even with Avengers Endgame, like there's still some like slight wonky parts on certain mm. things where a character's arm might move a certain way or whatever. But it's right. whatever. I, I still like the first Harry Potter. Do you remember the goblin scene in Harry Potter? The thing looked garbage. But <laughs> <laughs> I still love man, it. You're going out, good. man. You're you throwing out Marvel, <laughs> Harry Potter. Nobody's safe on this. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, a, a very uh, tragic start to this series, man. Like you, you're introduced to this young girl who's a part of this village and the daughter of a general who is like, you know, somewhat protective. I mean, the daughter is out there running mm. beyond the outpost and whatnot. He's just going about his business, you know, and next thing you know, you see a Covenant ship right there, by the mm. way. That looked pretty damn good. Um, yeah. And then you start to hear all these troubling noises and whatnot. And then before you know it, the whole village is just wiped out, man. But you get some pretty awesome firefights between the Spartans and the uh, elites. You know, oh, yeah. they're the only ones we see. We don't see any other of the covenants, right? Like the jackals, mm -hmm. the grunts, or the no. uh, grunts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I hope we'll see brutes uh, some at some point. You know, I know yeah. we're getting into, you know, for those of you who haven't played the video games, uh, there's more to the Covenant besides these uh, elites. And yeah. if they even go anywhere near what happens to the elites in the in the uh, games, that, I mean, that wow. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, I can see that season, you know, season two, three down the road. They, they have such a, a wealth of story that they can mine as they go forward. So, yeah, we'll we'll see more backstory, I'm sure. Right. And uh, let's talk about this guy real quick because he is somebody that we have been looking forward to. I mean, we, we know who he is. We know the armor. He has a superhero landing. First time we see him. To <laughs> from, from jump. From, the, from jump. He had superhero from right away. From jump. Absolutely. <laughs> How great does his armor look, man? I mean, we kind of you kind of touched on it, but I, th I thought it looked great. Maybe the best it's ever looked. Oh, yeah. Um, your quick thoughts on that yeah he looks he looks like a halloween costume about to try to save up for um he looks great yeah he and and he looked and uh pablo shriver they picked i feel like the right guy muscular wise and size and build and height wise to i think like um realistically embody the master chief because he's never been the size of the other humans whether that be the extra suit of armor or his actual person inside but like you get a guy like uh, the guy who's playing like Jack Reacher right now, Alan Richardson or mm -hmm. Pablo Schreiber, like tall, built, huge. And absolutely, that's that's the person you want inside the suit. Um, and it is weird, though, like seeing him, he looks great. He sounds not what I remember, because obviously it's not the original Master Chief. Oh, that was Deep. an iconic voice. Yeah. yeah, right. And and I don't know if it was the same actor for all the movies or all the show, uh, games, but um that's something to miss, but I think that's just something to get used to. You're going to get different iterations of characters throughout pop culture with any fandom or with any uh, type of IP. So it is what it is. 
Yeah. And um, he's not alone. There are other Spartans as well, which I I welcome. Um, The fact that their home planet is Reach, um, I don't want to get too much into that, but I'm like, is. Are we going to see what happens to reach if you remember in the in the video games i'm like i probably not maybe in the future seasons if they look at the games yeah that yeah. could be i mean that could be as depending on how how long like the story the showrunners um you know you're gonna have a full story in your head right whether or not you go six seasons or you cap it at two because the the interest is wind down um I think that you could do a full season focused on the current political machinations that are going on. Cause there is a lot of stuff that we, you know, we hit towards the tail end of this episode, like not everything is great in paradise type of thing. So they could, that could be like a, that could be like a great cliffhanger um, where we get to, you know, see what happens to reach and, and the destruction that ensues from all the invading alien forces and this and that and whatever. Um, so I'd, I'd be curious. Um, and I don't remember the story very clearly because it was so many years ago when I played. Right. But you remember how the storyline goes. Cause they continued it on in future games. So I don't know. You know, you, you mentioned the political side of this. And that's something we can definitely get into because it's it's a bigger part than I thought it would, would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I can understand bringing it up because you know times are very tough right now they said in the series they don't know who we're dealing with where they're at you know we've Mm -hmm. been fighting them for years but we know little to nothing about them and you think it's going to be good versus bad but there's bad on the good side you Mm -hmm. know whether it's intentional or not you know they're all about this image and whatnot they touched on it a lot during the firefight where it's like this propaganda with the Spartans and the UNSC mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then what that ultimately ultimately leads to in the episode with, you know, uh survivor, uh, the general's daughter, mm-hmm. by the way, the whole village is wiped out yeah. and her refusing to play along, you know, especially given what just happened, it's like, now you want me to, put on a face and put on this performance essentially it just mm-hmm. i thought they touched on it pretty well yeah they they're absolutely and and you know i'm very uneducated on the uh insurgents and revolutions but um there's obviously a lot of um class warfare going on i think with these outposts where they are you know out there um mining colony or they're, they're, they essentially look like the working class, right? They're, they're shunned to like an outer, outer rims. And they obviously have issues with the Spartans because they're afraid of them. They're afraid of the UNSC of the overriding organization. Cause they think that they're going to come be, you know, monsters or maybe like slave drivers or right. whatever the case is. These ones happen to show up to defend them, you know, um, without any regard though, for their actual safety. I think they were more so like just hunting down the covenant, right. but, uh, there's history there there's definitely a lot of stuff that's happened and she says that in the in the senior speaking about like hey my father was fighting to free our people from you and from your your uh, lordship your lording over us um your control basically Mm -hmm. and so there's i i don't think that this is the only colony this is not the only you know 
people in the universe per se, or that are going to be the ones who want to get out from under the control of the, uh, the governing organization. But there might be more of that. There might be more human versus human in, uh, you know, insurgencies essentially going on that in more so than just covenant versus Spartan, there might be a lot of human to human, you know, conflict happening throughout the season. Something like a civil war breaking out yeah. mm-hmm. within that. And we've seen that in the video games with the other side. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the, in the games, that's a big, big storyline. Uh, before we continue, we got question here did they ever reveal master chief's real name in the games they did right i thought it was like john right Mm -hmm. that's i i remember cortana saying john i don't think they ever revealed his childhood history i don't think that that i remember at least um i don't remember at least it it wasn't highlighted at least Um, maybe they said something or because a lot of a lot of times there's like easter eggs like in some of those games where you can like Instead of just running through and killing all the bad guys going towards the end, you can always like log into a computer terminal and you could like read the backstory or the logs and stuff. Right. So I think they I think they did do that in one of the games where there was a mm-hmm. lot of Easter eggs you could pick up. Um, I I never got that story at least from it. Um, but they didn't pull off the games anyway, so they're obviously pulling from different story, different lore. So. Maybe it's maybe it's more prevalent. It's it's the type of thing that you could skip over when you're writing out a full book. There's a lot of details you leave out when you make the movie version because <laughs> you you kind of do it the show right. detail type of thing. So you got to sure. skip stuff. So now they're showing us though. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're talking about Master Chief, how did you feel about the removal of the helmet? Did it bother you? Yeah. Um. Or no. yeah, it didn't bug me at all because I think that was. By the time that happened, which was like the last 10 minutes of the show, yeah. last 15 minutes, maybe I had already bought into the fact that this is not going to be the story. I remember this is going to be a divergent, not storyline, you know, a divergent story of the same uh, general principles of the characters that I that I know and love type of thing. Mm-hmm. So if it would have happened from jump, it would have been an issue, I think what master chief never takes you never see his face you never you know this that sure. the other but i think by that time I had i had already kind of realized and bought into the fact like oh i don't know what's about to happen from scene to scene i'm, I'm not i'm i'm on board i don't know what's going to happen next but i'm excited to see it and i was like all right cool plus you get an actor like pablo and, and you're gonna you know he's a tall handsome dude you can't not like have him wear his helmet just 24 7 he's gonna take it off at some point um i'm shocked that the mandalorian like they haven't had him take his helmet off more uh, you know, in that series, not yet, but right. Not yet. Um, mm-hmm. But I think in this one, I don't know, maybe they learned from that. Maybe they're like, Hey, you know, <laughs> uh, maybe we should, maybe we should show him off just a little more. We are paying this actor a lot of money to play this role. Maybe we should actually use him, put him to some good use. I dug it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought uh, Pablo did a great job. Um, he, for me, he was a standout in that movie, mm-hmm. Den of Thieves from a few years back. That's all mm-hmm. my only exposure to him. As an actor, um, as far as removing the helmet, I thought it worked within the context of the episode. You know, I mean, here you have this young girl who. For a moment, she was probably like, oh, maybe UNSC isn't bad. Maybe Spartans aren't bad. I mean, I just got saved. I mean, granted, everyone died, but, you know, I'm I'm, I'm alive. I'm, I'm still processing it. And then, of course, 
what the UNC UNSC asks her to do. And then you have um, Master Chief kind of in the middle of all this. And what he did, I, I thought, proved a lot as far as, you know, hopefully changing her perception of the Spartans and whatnot. You know, they mm -hmm. there's a shot early on in the firefight where she's saying like, wait, and they just continue walking because they yeah. don't care. They just want to go and see. Yeah. And by him taking off his helmet, he's like, look, I'm see, I'm like you. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wish I had more of a story or something, but I'm kind of figuring that out on my own. And we'll get to that real quick. Um, but I, I thought it worked. I had zero issues with it. Um, now, every now and then, sure, you could take off the helmet, but keep that <laughs> helmet on. There's a reason why that outfit, you know, is so iconic. It's badass. Right. Keep it's it. armor. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be in a lot of fights. It's armor. So, yeah, keep it on. It, it showed a lot of vulnerability. And also, I think it um, gave us a, love it. Yep. Yeah, it gave us a way to try to relate to him type of thing. Like, hey, because I mean, he's such a strong, imposing character uh, physically, you know, um, oh, and yeah. obviously, you know, through all the games and I'm sure all the stories, uh, he's still around. So we as an audience need to connect to him. And so I think that's a good way to kind of get us on board, not just with ancillary characters on the side, like her, um, like she could be our conduit to, to kind of write out this storyline, um, but also with him into root form type of thing. And obviously whatever happened when he touched the, um, that, you know, the covenant thing, artifact, relic, um, yeah. relic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, set him on this path because he, like you just said, he was so cold earlier, uh, in the compound. Um, and then obviously, now he's, you know, remembering all these all these things from his past. Um, that gives us a way to kind of root for him and for him to kind of find out the truth. Yeah, watching all of that, I was like, OK, I see what the early buzz was about the comparisons to Mandalorian. It didn't mm -hmm. bother me, though. I mean, come on now. It's like that's not Mandalorian wasn't the first to do that. And it's right. just I, I get recent memory and whatnot. Um everyone's all about originality and all that stuff. Um, Covenant, we got to see a prophet. Mm -hmm. It was Mercy, right? There's, um, I, th I, I think it was, the name. yeah, Mercy. There's several of them. Uh, oh, yeah. Truth, mm -hmm. Mercy, and one more. I can't remember. Okay. Um, now, see, here's the thing. The, the, the trailers and we're going to get into a little bit of video game lore like stuff here. It showed the flood. Okay. Mm -hmm. It showed the home world of, of the covenant. I'm, I'm asking you as somebody who's played the game, what are the chances that we see the flood and these parasites and all that completely overtake that and present a conflict on that side would that be too much for the first season or should they keep it basic um in the game the flood is never the overarching villain right no it's it's a it's a side mission not side mission it's the part of the side. yeah yeah it's a part of the story when you're running through like the covenant homeworld and the various places you're visiting um that they're just kind of getting in the way. 
but there's no brain behind the operation there. They're kind of just parasites in the way. Um, so it could be, I wonder if they might do like a bottle episode type of thing where they give us a sympathetic covenant character, similar to the games where you have the, uh, the arbiter, right? That the if arbiter. I remember, right. And so give us their backstory and them dealing with like the covenant as this parasite that's trying to destroy their homeworld type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then somehow intersect it and interweave it with, you know, our main storyline with the, with John and the rest of the Spartans and, and um, uh, Yen, 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 I can't remember what the, the character's name was. Um, so yeah, it could be, wild, I, yeah. I, I don't think there was, I don't think there ever needs to be because there's no brain because it, it, it'd be a pointless thing. Like there's, there's no, no one's going to root for it. We're just going to want to kill it and blow it up type of thing for the flood. So we don't need to focus that too much, too hard on that. I think. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's, this is my niece right here. <laughs> Let her talk. She wants to talk. Please. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, cu- I'm curious for anyone. This. No, all good. All good. I'm curious for anyone listening to it. If there's anyone in the live chat, like, what is your guys's, uh, you know, your background with the Halo story, whether it be the games, the books, or are you coming to this for the first time? Is this your first first go about with hearing about any of this crap we're talking about? Any of the the Covenant, the Flood? Does any of this mean anything to anybody out there? <laughs> or did you, you start the show? Forgive me. All right, this is our greatest <laughs> star, my niece. Love you. Hi. You want to say hi? Hi. Say hi. We interrupt your schedule of programming to bring you. <laughs> Nora, my niece, I I love you. Are those flashcards? What do you have in front of your face? You got flashcards right here. Okay, I'll, I'll be outside <laughs> soon. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Stardew. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry <laughs> about that. Um, that's almost a cue. Um, so let's get to the ending. Um, Master Chief faced with okay do i follow orders like i have been you know outstanding spartan very decorated very well known or do i ignore orders to kill this girl after she refused to play nice and whatnot and it leads to this i thought was pretty damn good you know escape and whatnot with with the relic and all that and yeah who knows where it goes from here? I mean, are Spartans going to go and hunt him down? All of a sudden, Spartan be, be Spartan, and then the background of the Covenant. What did you think of that final act? Well, we have um, the scientist. Uh, why am I forgetting her name? I just blinked. Starts, starts with an M. Miranda. Um, we obviously have her with not necessarily um, evil intentions, but her own seems like her own goals in mind. Right. Um, She is more interested in keeping her pet projects alive. And, and you get that from that scene where she commands the other Spartans, like you protect your brother. Uh, We don't care about the rest of these humans, basically like, (laughs) like you go ahead and turn fire on. And they were about to, you know, in the, in the scene um, with the, the, the gun, the gunship at the Mm. end there. Uh, Those pelicans, by the way, man. Yes. Beautiful. Um, So there's also that, that's going to be, you know, some sort of um, undercutting from the inside type of thing. 
Um, whereas, you know, John is out here doing it obvi very obviously because he's, you know, he's, he's turning away from his training and his, his commands and his, his orders. But I think she's going to be, you know, his, uh, his linchpin on the inside type of thing, maybe undercutting because she wants to keep, she doesn't care about the, the people, the politics, whatever. She just wants the science and she wants her pet projects to stay alive. Um, so I don't know what the question, what was your question? What'd you ask me? <laughs> well, no, I just want to know, like, your thoughts on how the, all that played out and where you think it could go into the oh. next episode. I mean, it seems like I think he's going to go into an investigation type of like, let's figure out where this relic came from and right. how do I get my memories back? And I think that will kind of lead him back to uh, thank you, Gordon. That'll lead him back to Halsey, um, Halsey. to to kind of figure out the truth. Where did I come from? Oh, wait. Yeah, she's the scientist that created me, that created this whole program. I need to right. go back to reach, you know, back to the to the station where everyone was trying to kill me just now. And <laughs> maybe maybe he'll stash the girl first and make sure she's, you know, put off to safety. Um, but I think I think it'll bring and we and we see as much in the previews. We see a scene where she's like looking at the relic. So obviously they get their hands on it somehow. Mm -hmm. Um you know, if you if you dive too far into, you know, screenshotting the trailers, you're going to get spoiled for some stuff. But um, I, I don't I don't know which way it'll go. That's the good part about this show. It's I don't know. I don't know where the story's going. <laughs> oh, yeah. We talked about the unpredictability. OK, this is coming for people who have played the video games. OK, yeah. so we're right there with you. There are moments that we definitely geek out about little fan service moments here and there. But in the end, I would say a really solid start to a series with a lot of promise. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm 100 percent on board. This wasn't going to be for me a show that I stayed up till midnight to watch. I was like, all right, cool. Like, I know the story. You know, I, I've played the games. I'm ex I'm I'm excited to see it, but I'm not going to. This is not like a Marvel show where it's like WandaVision, like, what's the next spoiler? You know, every week there was like, I can't be spoiled by Twitter type of thing. All these <clears> theories <throat> and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think after this first episode, it has become that for me. So I, I think I will be staying up till, you know, 1 a.m. We're on we're on the West Coast. Uh, mm -hmm. So staying up till midnight to watch it and 1 a.m. to watch through the full episode, even though I got to get up five hours later for work. So uh, they've got me hooked on board where it is now a must see show immediately. Now, which, though, upsets me a bit because I was scrolling through Twitter this morning when I woke up. I hadn't watched yeah. it yet. No one was talking about it. There was like maybe like from the normal people. And I follow a ton of people in the industry. A lot of the people, same people, we all, you know, everyone in the chat, you're, you follow as well. A lot of right. the uh, Schmodown people or industry people or reviewing people. Not many people were talking about it. No one was tweeting about it. It wasn't like one of the Marvel shows, or the Disney Plus shows, Star Wars shows where everyone was tweeting about it. And like first impression, yeah. yeah. So that upsets me a bit. I, I was really excited, and um, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe maybe it'll catch on. Maybe it won't. It didn't hit right away. Right. Maybe it will catch on as the time goes on. Absolutely, yeah. And I think you know, while the first two episodes, uh, from what the reviews said, um, were decent, I think as the series mm -hmm. goes on, remember this is a a series that Steven Spielberg was reportedly heavily involved in and whatnot. Yeah. So there's got to be some good stuff uh, coming along the way. It's a wait and see. Approach. It's only the first episode. First episode. Right. We got we got plenty of Halo to go to. 
Um, mm-hmm. Before we go, there's a quick question here. When do you think they'll introduce Cortana in the series? Uh, I would, wouldn't be surprised if it's the next episode. Yeah. But um, she plays a huge part of, um, you know, John's, uh, I guess, like his Jiminy Cricket, right? She's kind of his conscious, his, his, um, his conduit into learning about all the mach- the machines, the the mm. the covenant, all the extra stuff that goes on, and then you know part of the story of the games is him, you know, essentially rescuing her. Oh yeah, not not necessarily. I wouldn't say falling in love with her, but you know, caring about her as an AI, as a right. an emotional um, presence in his life. So I think that they would be it, it'd be a good thing to introduce her relatively quickly. The and, adventures yeah. those two go on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean next episode you know I, yeah. i'd be surprised if they if they didn't uh, just you know in my opinion but i think that's gonna do it for our f- episode one recap of halo series sean thank you so much for joining me and you know thank you for being a fellow halo fan i appreciate that man that's awesome before we go can you plug anything social media youtube channels yeah uh follow me on twitter at Sean Wingblade, spell Sean correctly, S-E-A-N. All one word, Sean Wingblade. Just how it sounds. And uh, if you see it down below over here, uh, Flick and Reel on YouTube. Uh, this channel, much bigger than our own. We're only at about, we're so close to 250 subs. We're, you know, working our way up. We do weekly reviews. We do hangout shows. We do trailer reactions. We do we do a little bit of everything, and we try to have yeah. some fun. And so if you, if you like anything that I said or any of the other people, Jesse, Scott, and Allison over there in the show, please come check us out on appreciate it yeah i i tune into their uh shows quite often and i can tell you it's very entertaining <laughs> check them out uh, and of course you guys can find me on twitter at fandom united 21 apocalypse movies we will be doing weekly halo series reviews next uh one will be in about a week from now on tuesdays we do our apocalypse now movie hangout show myself and the guys brian jake jacob keith hang out talk movies tv shows all that good stuff once again thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, be sure to leave us your thoughts as you know you watch either in live or on playback that's going to do it until next week you guys take care